Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. It's 4th of July week, and summer is in full swing. So you'll have to forgive us, but here at Bay Curious, we've got vacation on our minds. We're imagining sitting on a beach, sand between our toes, sunglasses on, and just maybe a Mai Tai in hand. The rum cocktail has always made me think of Hawaii. And turns out I'm not the only one. Hi, this is Teresa O'Malley from Oakland. I always thought the tropical drink, the Mai Tai, came from Hawaii. But then I noticed a few tiki bars in the Oakland area claiming the invention of the Mai Tai. I thought, could this be real or is this a myth? So my question is, was the Mai Tai really made in Oakland? Today in the show, we're pouring out another in our Golden State Plate series. I'm Olivia Allen Price. This is Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. The Mai Tai has been around for a while. The cocktail turns 75 years old this summer. Reporter Susie Racho headed out to track down the birthplace of this vacation staple. I'm starting my Mai Tai journey at Trader Vic's in Emeryville. The restaurant chain bills itself as the home of the original Mai Tai. And today, Daniel Valise is mixing one up for me. It consists of fresh lime. Or Jacques, or almond syrup, a touch of rock candy syrup, orange curacao, and two ounces of our amber rum. There's no rum float, no pineapple juice, and it's not red. A little lime, a touch of mint, the original Mai Tai. 
he presents a drink that's a lovely golden brown. According to Belize, Trader Vic's served 40,000 Mai Tais last year in this location alone. The Vic behind Trader Vic's is Victor Bergeron, who claimed that he invented the drink. The story goes, back in 1944, Vic created a new cocktail and asked a couple of visiting friends from Tahiti to try it. After tasting it, they exclaimed, Mai Tai Roa Arae, which basically means awesome in Tahiti. And he said, Mai Tai, that's the name of the drink. That's Jeff Berry, also known as Beach Bum Berry. I tracked him down because he's a bit of a Mai Tai expert. He's an author and tiki historian. He says the story of the Mai Tai actually starts miles away from the Pacific Ocean, in the town. That's right, Oakland, at 65th and San Pablo Avenue. That's where Vic opened a little saloon in 1934 called Hinky Dinks, named after a risque little ditty popular at the time. Haven't you told your wife about the girls you knew? You must have told your wife, no doubt, but I'll bet you left a lot of it out. The business was successful, but Vic wanted to know how to make the tropical-themed drinks he started to see in a few spots in his native San Francisco. So he set off to learn from the masters. In 1938, he spent a week at the legendary Havana bar La Floridita, trying to learn all he could from the man known as the cocktail king, Constantino Ribulagua Vert, Jeff Berry. One of Constantino's famous drinks was called the Golden Gloves. And the Golden Gloves calls for gold Jamaican rum, orange juice, orange curacao, lime juice, and sugar. Now, if you add orange up syrup to that, you have a Mai Tai, um, more or less. And that could also have been Vic's inspiration. I met another tiki cocktail expert named Martin Kate. In addition to owning several tiki bars, he's a former Trader Vic's bartender. He says Vic also found inspiration much closer to home at a Los Angeles bar called Don the Beachcomber. Absolutely all the rage from almost day one when it opened in Hollywood. He traveled down. And he not only fell in love with the place, would try to grill bartenders all day long about what was there, but he also um, definitely bought some decor from Don. Kate says Don had a drink called the QB Cooler, which some say tasted a lot like a Mai Tai. But Don Beach was notoriously protective of his recipes. He had his bartenders mix drinks from bottles labeled with numbers. So even though Vic didn't walk away with any of Don's secret recipes, he was definitely inspired. He wrote about the visit in his autobiography from 1973 called Frankly Speaking. When I got back to Oakland and told my wife what I had seen, we agreed to change the name of our restaurant and change the decor. We decided Hinky Dings was a junky name and that the place should be named after someone we could tell a story about. My wife suggested Trader Vic's because I was always making a trade with someone. Fine, I became Trader Vic. So Hinky Dinks became Trader Vicks, and business boomed. But the Mai Tai itself wasn't the draw. It was just one of many drinks on Vicks' expansive menu. Martin Kate explains that it wasn't until 1953, nearly 10 years after it was first introduced, that the cocktail took a cruise to Hawaii, where the Mai Tai really became the Mai Tai. He sent the recipe on board the Matson steamship lines, which were sailing out of San Francisco to Hawaii. The Mai Tai was on a menu, 
because they asked Vic to not only do the menu for the ships, but also for their hotel, the Pink Palace, in Waikiki. When the Mai Tai got to Hawaii, the Mai Tai mutated basically into something Hawaiian, meaning namely pineapple juice was the big thing because there was plenty of pineapple juice. And Jeff Berry says travel writers picked up on it, and the Mai Tai went viral across the islands. And since Vic hadn't shared the recipe, restaurants and bars put their own spin on the drink. The Mai Tai, or the hotel's version of a Mai Tai, became uh, sort of like the symbol of your Hawaiian vacation. It was sort of paradise in the glass. I think that name, more than anything else, is the reason why that happened. So who's the true originator of the Mai Tai? Was it Constantino Ribulagua Vert in Cuba, Don Beach in L.A., or Victor Bergeron in Oakland? Well, for most cocktail historians, including Martin Kate and Jeff Berry, the original Mai Tai has five ingredients. Rum, orange curacao, orgeat, raw candy syrup, and fresh lime, and was created in Oakland by Victor Bergeron. As for Vic, as he wrote in his autobiography, Anybody who says I didn't create this drink is a dirty stinker. All in the name of reporting, accurate reporting. Mmm. Oh, wow. That's really good. Susie Racho reported that piece for our Golden State Plate series, produced in partnership with the California Report magazine. Big thanks to Therese O'Malley, who sent in this week's question. A thank you gift is in the mail. Now, if you're keeping track, this is the fourth cocktail story Bay Curious has done in our three years as a podcast. The Martini, Pisco Punch, and Irish Coffee all have Bay Area roots. If you missed any of those stories, check out our show notes and give them a listen. Hi, my name is Ben and I currently live in Los Angeles. I really love Bay Curious because it taught me a lot of fun facts that I never knew before about the Bay Area. And also, since I'm away from college now, listening to Bay Curious really cures my homesickness and made me want to explore Bay Area more whenever I go back. I would definitely encourage everyone to subscribe. Thanks for the voicemail, Ben. We love that Bay Curious helps you feel connected to home. Now, if you love our show like Ben does, this month we're asking you to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is just the most important way that our show can grow. So if you've got a friend who loves podcasts, maybe someone who just moved here, or like Ben, a friend who just left and wants to stay connected, let them know Bay Curious is here and we will be so very grateful. I'm Olivia Allen Price. I hope you have an amazing 4th of July. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? 
Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.